Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. Without faith, it says in, in, in Hebrews eleven six, without faith, it's impossible to please God because you must not only believe that God exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So this is the podcast that is for the believer that is a diligent seeker of God uh, for the sole purpose of seeking him and finding him so that we may lead others to him so they too can can um, be in fellowship with us and with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I thank you for tuning in. I've got a great message today. I'm going to kind of wing it because I did not expect to even do a podcast today, but the Lord just put this on my heart and it was just so good. I had to try to share it. So with the with the Lord's help, I pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you, to your spirit through this message and um, convey what he shared with me. So I just pray, Father, thank you for giving me the words to impart by your spirit, which you've given me also and you've given to those that are listening. So I thank you for your word, your spoken word uh, to me this morning. And I thank you for your written word, which confirms everything uh, that I'm about to share Thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for putting the words in my mouth and the Spirit in my heart. And I just pray this all in Jesus' name. Um, the message I have for you today is God is it's called God is Intimate and Personal. God is Intimate and Personal. And I think that is a characteristic of God's nature going all the way back to the Garden of Eden when, when he created um, Adam and Eve man and woman, he created us for fellowship, for intimacy um, with him, spirit to spirit, spiritual intimacy. And he gave um, Adam and Eve a body. He created them out of the dust of the earth and he breathed life into them. Um, And when he breathed his spirit into them, they became living souls. And their their, uh, purpose at that time was just to have intimacy with God, to fellowship with God. They were walking with him and talking with him in the garden. And they, they, um, they heard the voice of the Lord God and, um, they were in an intimate communion with him. And I believe that, um, that, that intimacy was broken when, when man fell, when Adam transgressed and, and, um, was led astray by the serpent who, uh, deceived Eve and both Adam and Eve were deceived, and, and hence the, um, that spiritual uh, connection was severed. And through Jesus Christ, through his finished work on the cross, through his shed blood, through his, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, uh, we have been reestablished as believers who put our faith in him. We've been reestablished by the Spirit of God. Uh, with connectivity with God uh, for the same purpose that man was originally designed, and that was intimacy. And so we see that in the life of Jesus Christ. He was very intimate with the Father. He said, everything that I'm showing you, everything that I'm doing, you know, during his three and a half year ministry, he did by the Spirit of God. He was baptized, came out of the water, the Spirit descended on him, and everything that he did, he did under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And he said he was only showing things of the Father that the Father told him to show and saying things from the Father. And so he was very intimate. And one of the ways of intimacy that is so personal to me 
And it's just a huge part of my ministry that I'm just coming to kind of get revelation of is, is how God does this. How does he establish intimacy? How do we learn to hear from God personally where we know he's real? He's as real, more real in a sense than any person that we encounter. Jesus is, is risen. He's real. He's alive. He's amongst us. He's, there's never a time that we're without him. Um, he's always with us. We're just not always with him. So how do we establish um, greater connectivity with God? Kind of like the wiring or the wireless in your house. You know, wireless is an is a imitation. It's Satan's poor imitation of connectivity. All this wireless, wireless technology, the internet, uh, is a poor imitation of, of um, God's intimacy, his connection with us spirit to spirit. And it's a way the devil, he connects us through the world wide web, right? WWW, we're connected with all the accumulative knowledge of the world through the web. And it's a false, it's a false um, narrative. It's a imitation and uh, an imitation of what God's designed to do all along. I've always said the Holy Spirit uh, was doing wireless before wireless was a thing. And so as we go to, to disconnect from this world and try to reconnect with God spirit to spirit, I have this message to share with you about God being intimate and personal. And how do we establish this? Again, uh, that's my tease a little bit, but how do we go about doing it? You say, okay, Jeff, I get what you're saying. Um, God wants us to, to have intimacy. How, how do we do that? How do we establish it? I think one of the best ways, if, if not, it's really a paramount way. It, it's, it's, it's vital for any believer in Jesus Christ um, that wants to establish connectivity with God, to have time alone with God, to set aside quiet time with God. I recommend doing it in the morning because we're fresh. You know, we wake up, we're a little groggy, but we get a little coffee into us. We get a little bit of the, we, we open up the word, we open up devotions, we open up ourselves quietly by ourselves, just us and God. If you really believe that God exists and that he's a rewarder, those that diligently seek him, you won't have any problem trying to just give God the first 15 minutes of your day, maybe to start out with if you're not doing this, or the first half hour, whatever you can offer to him, watch and see. If you spend that time alone with him, just getting into a good devotional maybe to start you out, um, uh, and then getting into the word of God and in prayer, you will start to see in amazing ways God connect with you. Those devotions will start to speak to you like they were written exactly for you if you listen to a podcast with the preaching of the word of God, you'll feel like that pastor is speaking directly to you. Well, it's God speaking through that person because when God does anything, he does it through each of us. What we, what we each need individually, God has placed in others that we have to draw it out. Like the servants drew out the water at the wedding out of the, out of the six stone jars, the servants drew out the water of the word of God and the spirit of God, we have to draw out um, the, in the same way. So one of the best ways, when I discovered this maybe three or four years into my walk, I'm kind of slow to learn, but a light went on. I can actually remember where I was in my old house, in my office, when a light went on and a pastor was talking about spending time alone with God and, and setting aside quiet time in the morning 
and giving God kind of the first fruits of my day. And I started out just, uh, Kendall was little, she was a baby, so it was kind of hard, you know, babies get up early in the morning. So I had to get up extra early. And I said, if this is true, I'm just gonna put this to the test. And I set aside, you know, 15 minutes, I think was all I could do at first, and then 30 minutes. And I started hearing from God. I started hearing from him through his word and through his spirit, both on the written pages of scripture, which we know as believers, all scripture is God breathed. So it didn't even matter where I opened in the Bible. I would just, man, God would just speak to me, just something personal, maybe some correction or direction or whatever. But it was amazing to encounter him. And Jesus encountered the Father the same way. If Jesus had to steal away quiet time in the morning, um, he got up early, it says. He was, he was up very early. It talks a lot in the Bible about him being up before everyone else got up and going and getting away and having time with God to commune with him spirit to spirit and in prayer. And uh, once he established that connection, he got filled up uh, with his marching orders for the day and then away he went. But he had to do it daily. You know, give us this day, our daily bread, our daily portion of the word and the spirit so we can, God will give us enough for each day in, in that morning time kind of like we charge our phone up. He'll charge us up until we get to 100%. And then as we go through the day, the battery drains down. It's the same thing with, with the Spirit of God. He's designed it in a way which he fills us up. And then as we go out and pour out into this world, his, his love, his presence, um, we get diminished. And by the end of the day, man, we sleep soundly because we're, we've done his work. We end the day with a prayer and just say, Lord, thank you for giving us such great work to do today in your name. We thank you for all the encounters we had, all the divine appointments. You just see God working in your life. It's so exciting. I can't even express it. So it all starts with this quiet time with knowing God. I was looking too at um, you know, one of the most fearful scriptures that I've really hated to address over the years is where where in Matthew seven twenty three, when Pete, when Jesus says, you know, on that day, talking the day of the Lord, the day where we're before God for judgment, he's um, and the person comes to Jesus and says, Lord, Lord, you know, I've prophesied in your name. I cast out devils. I healed the sick. He just lists all this stuff, which is great stuff, which Jesus calls us to do as ministers of the gospel, as his ambassadors. But um, then Jesus says to him, he says, get away from me, wicked servant. He said, I never knew you. That is amazing to me. And when I look at that, it kind of strikes a little fear in me because I think, God, could that happen where we don't even know you? We're like doing all these works. Yeah, we can. We can get church busy. We can get religious and we can get into a works-based mentality with God. It happens to all of us to where we lose our intimacy with him, our our connection, our personal connection with him. And when I look up the word new, when he says, get away from me, I never knew you. It's that, it's a Greek word, gnosko. And it actually, the definition of the word is to get to know, to come to know, to get to a knowledge of, to feel, to perceive, to become known, to understand, to have knowledge of. And then one of the other, and it says to be acquainted with and to know. In other words, like you get acquainted with a friend, you get acquainted with God. Jesus says in John 15, 15, he no longer calls us servants, he calls us friends. But one of the other definitions in here is really striking was sexual intercourse between a man and a woman. I'm like, why is that in there? So I looked up the word intercourse in the dictionary 
and it talks the first there's three definitions the first is coitus or you know between man and woman a physical intercourse but then listen to the second and third definitions and this is just in a regular dictionary um it's uh the second and third definitions are more spiritual it says dealings or communication between individuals groups countries etc and then the third definition interchange of thoughts feelings etc and i'm thinking man that's exactly what happens when we get quiet with the lord we communicate with him intercourse is communication between individuals right and then also groups when we get together god communicates with us in groups that's why fellowship is so vital and then also countries whole nations Uh, when they get together under the banner of God, can communicate with God. And then it says, again, interchange of thoughts, feelings, etc. Keep in mind, this is a definition of intercourse, of intimacy. And really, it's a picture spiritually of what God wants. And that's why adultery is such an affront to God. It's it's a physical act, but it's also spiritually, you're, you're, you're giving yourself up to, to this world into to um, something that's that's intimacy apart from God. It's a physical intimacy. It's a physical adultery, adultery with you know fornicating with the world. I guess you could say. So anyway, it's serious to God. But this is I'm going to end this on a good note. The good news is that Jesus just doesn't leave us stranded. He's not going to ever say to anybody listening to this, "Don't let the fear get in here." He's not going to tell you get away. Uh, I never knew you because you're getting to know God. You're listening to this podcast because you want to be, you want to get to know God. And this is just one of millions of ways God can help you to get to know, to listen to good podcasts, teachings. And there's certainly a lot better teachers out there than me that I've learned from over the years. And so if you want to get to know God, he is not hard to get to know. He wants to make himself known more than you want to know him. Isn't that good news? And so I think you're going to hear when you're before the Lord, well done, good and faithful servant, because you knew him. You know, even to whatever degree, we can all get to know God while we're in these bodies and on this earth and before we pass on and get our new glorified bodies and souls and all that. It's amazing to think about. But I think it all starts again with quiet time, starting out, giving God the first fruits of your day, and setting aside time. Maybe you're somebody who can't do that for whatever reason. I understand that. Um, There are certain situations, but I believe if you carve out time for God every day, he'll carve out time for you and he will speak to you personally where you go, wow, this is a real, this is not an unknown God. This is a real risen alive savior. And I'm actually communing. We're actually uh, having intercourse or conversation spirit to spirit without a word being spoken. I've read these testimonies of people that have died and gone to heaven that have been resuscitated and brought back from the dead. They're called NDEs or near-death experiences. And uh, there's a, there's a um, great book called Imagine Heaven where a pastor studied these NDEs for over uh, 30 years. I think it is John Burke. And he, he chronicles his top 100 encounters with God, his favorite ones where People are, they're communing when they're before the Lord. They commune thought to thought. 
Just like the Bible says, you know, before a word is on my lips, you know, you already know my thoughts from afar. You know my thoughts all together before a word is even spoken. God already knows our thoughts. So when we commune quietly with God, the beautiful thing about it is we can do it while we're sleeping. So maybe you are in a situation where you're waking up at 3.33 every morning. That's what happened to me when I was a baby in Christ. And I thought, why am I waking up at 3.33? Well, God just wanted to speak to me. And when I would get quiet and just listen, he would speak. And I would speak back to him, but without a word being spoken, it was just kind of thought to thought. I was just thinking about him. And then I found out he was thinking about me. And it's real simple. I don't want to complicate it. It's a very simple thing, but it's something that has to be experienced by you. You have to set aside and carve out the time. I can't make you do it. God won't make you do it. He's not going to force himself on you. Forcing yourself on somebody is called rape, and he's not going to do that. Spiritually speaking, he does not force himself on us. But he stands at the door of our heart, and he knocks. And the door to our heart just has... uh, a doorknob on the inside. There's no outside knob. So God can't open the door. We have to open it from the inside. So I want to just encourage you today to pray about this and to, if you're already carving out time for God, then then let the time be more fruitful and then share this with other people. Share this message or share with people like, hey, you know what? I have this devotional time with the Lord and it's been remarkable what God is telling me. The Holy Spirit is literally, like he says in John 16, 13, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. And he'll show you things that are to come, both in your personal life and things that are coming up on this world. All this stuff he'll show you through his word and his spirit. So I encourage you today to to make it your point to set aside time for God. And when you set aside that time, I guarantee you one thing, brothers and sisters, you will always find God waiting and he'll have a word for you. God bless you in Jesus' name.